Hello, everyone. Welcome to this 49ers special. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Jason Hurley. If you want to, if you're looking to follow him on Twitter, or you don't already. He's at 49ers Cap. And if you don't know who Jason is, I'll put it this way: all of us like to pontificate about what the Niners should do in free agency and what they will do, and then we pretend like we know anything about the salary cap. I've been trying to do this for a long time professionally. Sometimes I've even disagreed with Jason, but then I realized that Jason knows what he's talking about. And I, like most other fans, really don't. So it's always best, if you have salary cap questions, to just ask the man himself. This is what he does. So Jason, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Grant, for having me on your show today. Okay. I think the best way to start a show about the salary cap is to just get real basic. Why don't you explain to the fans, the people watching, just how much cap space the Niners currently have? Right now, I have the 49ers at just over $10.354 million in cap room. Ten point, say it again. $10.354 okay. million. Is that, where does that rank among the league? Is that a lot? Is that a little? Uh, that's about um, middle. Middle. It, it, middle, right around the top 15. It, okay. It's right, right, right in the middle of the league. And right what now. I believe is interesting about this is they didn't have that much cap space before the draft. Right. Then they restructured Christian McCaffrey and created mm-hmm. most of this space. And the question is, why? Do you feel like the Niners are just leaving themselves options? Like last year they traded for Christian McCaffrey at the trade deadline. Like maybe they might want to do something similar this year They don't, and they won't know now who's going to be available. Yeah, I think um... – I think it's definitely they're keeping their options open. You could possibly see them sign someone, an edge rusher maybe, Mm -hmm. a right tackle. It's all going to depend on when training camp comes around. I can see them holding on to some of the cap room. Um, Nick Bosa, he's due a big deal, obviously. So with that, they could use some of that cap room to kind of like front load the, the uh, salary cap number Got a little bit. They could save some cap room. But I think what they're really looking at is more if there's not somebody on the market that they like, they're going to just keep, keep the money for in-season roster moves and maybe – Hopefully, in their mind, carry it over into 2024. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting option, too, is just rolling it over to 2024. Because next year, it seems like the Eagles might lose a bunch of veterans, and really, the NFC might open up for the Niners. Maybe they feel like that's their year, considering their quarterbacks are coming off injuries. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's always an attractive option. It's like you double your cap space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's where they stand. Uh, before we get into Nick Bosa and Brandon Ayuk and, and the big moves the Niners have to make, one of the quirks about the Niners roster is that they have a player on it, now Fredo Gutierrez, who technically doesn't count against the 90-man roster. He's like not yep. really on the team, but he is. Like He practices. They're developing him. Can you explain mm. how that works? Okay, so basically with Alfredo Gutierrez, the NFL created this international pathway program that allows teams yes. to carry a player 
on their roster during the offseason and even on the practice squad during the offseason, they obviously um, will de- develop the player. And if they feel he's good enough to make the roster, he'll make the roster. But normally what the player does is what happens with the player is he goes through waivers and then they get assigned him. They can sign him to the practice squad. But the thing with it is that he can't practice or he he can practice. He can't play in the game and he doesn't count against the salary cap, if that makes sense. Does make sense. So, is he the only player in the NFL like this? No. Um, the Vikings have a guy named Junior Aho. He's a, mm-hmm. a rookie. Um, I want to say at least 10 to 15 teams have a player on the roster that's part of the International Pathway Program. Has a player from the International Pathway Program ever made it onto a 53-man roster? That I'm not sure of, but okay. it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't what do you think me. Alfredo's chances are? I mean, I guess it's not really necessarily. I mean, how much have you seen of him? I haven't seen much of him. The only thing yeah. I've seen of him is practice squad or um, preseason games, and that's against third and fourth, fourth string players. So you really don't know what you have. Okay. Um, sudden chaos. I just was active in Discord right now for you. I'll do better, I promise. Back to Jason. So the Niners have big extensions coming up. Yep. Particularly Nick Bosa this offseason. Yep. Everyone knows that's the big move. He's going to be maybe the highest paid defensive player ever. We don't know. They have a, a lot of players they've extended. They have a lot of really highly paid players. This is a very, very good team. Like, How is the salary cap structure starting to look for n- – Next year, like these top 10 to 15 players. Okay, top 10 to 15. I wrote down some notes about this. Basically, with the top 10 players that are counting against the cap, they are counting over $199 million against the cap next year. That's a lot of money. What is that, like 75%? Uh, it depends on what the cap will come in at. Roughly? Probably. Roughly, Roughly, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Now the and team does you, draft well in in day three, yeah. but like they can't. They have to like that's like the whole. That's all the depth. Damn. And then when you look at players eleven through fifteen, if you add that, the total comes up to over two hundred and twenty-seven point two one million dollars for the top. And that's before players, they pay Nick Bosa. Before Nick Bosa gets paid. Wow. Uh. Are, are the Niners an anomaly? Or have they built a team that's a little top heavy or a lot top heavy? How do you look at this? I think a necessary built, evil. I think it's a necessary evil. Definitely. Yeah. I think they built a team that they know they're going to lose. You know, a player or two here and there. They, Manuel Mosley, Zizi yeah, Manuel Mosley, yeah. yeah. Al Shayer, yeah. Jimmy. Previously, Ward. Lake and Tomlinson, and sure. DJ Jones. So they they know they're going to lose these players. So the, I I honestly don't see this. It's tough to really say. Um, 
the way they construct the roster, I think, I think it's a, it's a necessary evil, but I also think it's a, uh, it's, it's just the way they do it. I'm not uh-huh. really, I'm not really worried about it per se. I mean, it's a lot of money, obviously. What I think is kind of ironic about it is the Niners sort of, the way they rationalize it to the media that don't really understand is like, look, yeah, we, we spend a lot on these players, but we don't spend on our quarterback. So it kind of allows us to spend on other mm-hmm. positions. But like Bosa is going to be making more than a lot of quarterbacks. Like Trent Williams yeah, makes yeah. more than some quarterbacks. Like you kind of do have that contract on your on your mm-hmm. roster. So yeah, you eh. do. Yeah. yeah, and, and now yeah. you've kind of painted yourself in a, in a spot where you can't really afford that quarterback even if he were to come along is the way I look at it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Maybe they could finagle it. They might be able to for a year or two, but that's yeah. going to be about it. Yeah, so you're sort that's, of locked into this cheap quarterback room, which yep. is good news for Brock. I mean, they're not going to – are they going to bring in Kirk Cousins next year, Jason? I don't think so. That, that's good news. You heard it here, 49 fans. You heard it here first. No Kirk Cousins next year. That would kind of be tough to fit into the salary cap picture. He'd make, he makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. He makes, um, wait, I think it's like, it's over $28 million a year, 25 he's, To be the 13th best quarterback in the league. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. Hey, no, hey, respect. Respect to Kirk. Yeah, he's, he, he played it well. He got that fully guaranteed contract first time around, and uh, he played out those two franchise tags. He really did. He's done well for himself. Didn't didn't he do well for like other players too? I feel like this whole fully guaranteed thing, people have to give the head nod to Kirk for doing it first. No. Yeah, yeah. People like to say Deshaun Watson is the guy that did it first, but really, it was Kirk Cousins. It was Kirk. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean, he was doing it year to year on that franchise deal, and then he got it with the Vikings. Yeah, so no, yep. Yeah, I'm sure they love that. Do you think they regret that? <laughs> they may it's like they don't want that. him. Kyle wanted him. It's like, ugh, yeah, the Kirk Cousins. Kyle, experience. yeah. The one thing that I just don't agree with Kyle is <laughs> infatuation with Kirk Cousins and those style quarterbacks. Yes, I'm with you. That's the thing. I feel like. I, I feel like I could be a little more critical of Kyle than most Niner fans, but I feel like everyone's after on year seven here. People have to agree that you can name all of his strengths, and there's a lot. But we kind of got to agree agree that the quarterback position has been a little bit of an oversight at best with this regime. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And and so I, can, I I support the regime very much. You can you you people can call me a homer. I am very much a supporter of Kyle and John, but I'm not going to be the person that says, "Oh, everything is you know flowers and roses and peaches and everything's perfect." No, they've done their bad stuff. They've done stuff that they shouldn't have. Signing players to ridiculous contracts, yeah. drafting players, overdrafting players. So, yeah, I think what's so interesting about this regime is like they've put together such a good team in every aspect except really. And they have such a clear vision of what they want in every position. Such a clear yep. vision. But at quarterback, yep. it feels like year seven they're still searching and they don't really. It used to be they wanted Jimmy and then they wanted someone more dynamic and now they want someone cheap and young. It's like 
What? At what point do you feel like you lose confidence in their ability to pick a quarterback and that overrides all the good that they do? That's a conversation for down the line. But I feel yeah, like that's that, the, yeah, what yeah. waits at the crossroads for them if they don't figure this out. Yeah. I I honestly, to me, I believe they need to figure out who their quarterback is this year. Is yeah. it Trey or is it Brock? It can't be both. It's got to yeah. be one or the other. They and you got to know by the end out. of the year. Yeah. Gosh darn it. You got to know. You have no to more know this by the end of the year. No. No yeah, more QB you. controversy in year eight, nine, ten, whatever they get. Because, which, the I mean, problem. the way I look at it is most coaches, 99% of coaches wouldn't get to have a quarterback controversy in the year seven. Like, this is no. a grace period that Kyle and John have earned. But, yep. dude, enough is enough, man. You got to figure it out. Yeah, you, you got to figure, figure it out, out sooner yeah. or later. Okay. Nick Bosa, he'll be here. Brandon Ayuk yep. is the one next year, and he's going to be, well, if he has a really good season, Pro Bowl season, an all-pro season, I don't know if he'll get the targets. But if he has a Pro Bowl season, he's going to be able to demand a lot of money. Already paying Debo a lot, plus Kittle, plus McCaffrey. What do you think? Can they, Can they? should they keep Ayuk too? That's two different questions. Yes, they can keep Ayuk and Debo together. How does that work? Basically, what, what, what would happen would be they would take Ayuk's salary for next year, which is $14.124 million, lower it down, save some cap room, have the way they like to do things is they like to have year one and year two of the deal to be very, very low cap numbers. Mm-hmm. And then they spike in year three beyond. So that makes basic, sense. So you can basic, stagger that. Yeah. And yeah. And they're going to do this thing where they basically restructure contracts. They right. have, they, they have Debo Samuel. I honestly 100% yeah. believe, believe Debo's contract is going to get restructured next year. He's yeah. got over $20 million. Um, Base salary, Ugh. that's a lot. That's, that, yeah, that, and his cap number is $28 million. Like, you got to bring yep. that down. You got to bring that down. But here, t- t- let me ask you that. How do yep. you extend, uh, how do you uh, restructure? I don't think, I don't, I don't know if he'd want to extend it. It seems like he wants to hit the market again. So you just put add a void year? Or how does that work? Yeah, you just add void years void to the years. contract. Void they years. don't, you know, he gets an upfront signing bonus. bonus. Why would a player turn that down? He gets cash. Cash, cash is great. Yeah. Yep. Cash is fun. Cash is, cash is king. Yeah. And, and seeing how much Debo wanted cash last offseason, like he might be. Of course he would want to. The question is really, do the Niners, is there any reason that they wouldn't want to do it? Like if he has another injury plagued season, down season. Although I don't expect yeah. that. But if that happens, would they think twice? I think they would think twice, but I think they're probably dead set on yeah. next year we're going to restructure Debo. They that creates a lot other, of cap space. Yeah, that creates yeah. over $15.6 million. Okay. They also can extend the contracts of three players on defense. Uh, you've got Eric Armstead, Carverius Ward, and Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, that alone can save the team over forty million dollars. 
Yeah, I'm seeing if they restructure Eric Armstead next year, they sa saves him almost 11 million. You think that that would be something they'd be interested in? Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think, I think an extension is possible. But of course, everything you know, we don't know what's gonna happen this year. We have to see how he performs. So here's what here's why I need you because I think a lot of people need you. Like they talk about void years, they talk about restructures, but yep. they don't really understand it. So let me ask you this: If they restructure, so let's say Eric Armstead without extending him, does that mm -hmm. is that all that really means is that Jed York has to cut him a check right now? Is that it? Basically, yeah. Basically, so it's up to Jed. Like, check. hey man, would you give him ten million dollars so we can have some cap space? Yeah, sure. yeah. Front him ten yeah. million. Yeah, cool. You got, yeah, you, you got to go to the owner and say, hey, can we do this? Yeah, it's going to require they, a little bit of cash right now. A little. Yeah, bit. that that's what Eight they did with, Jay, with 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 Hargrave. They right. went to Jed and asked him, hey, can we sign Hargrave? Yep, do it. And I think he's also said Jed himself has said that he's going to do what he's done in the past yep. next year to keep the team as together as possible and winning. So essentially, like, when they restructured Christian McCaffrey, they went up to him and they were like, look, instead of, give, instead of us giving you this money in weekly installments during the season, yeah. why don't yeah. we just give it to you now? And he's like, cool, sounds good, I like that. So his, like, yeah. game day checks will be lower, but he already got the money, so he's cool. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's like, I so got some money. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So they can do it as much as Jed allows them to. Good to know. Yeah. Jed, the pressure's yeah. on you. Yeah. Now that everyone knows how it works, it's essentially just up to you. I love yeah. that. Good. Now fans can put pressure on the people that need to be applied pressure. Okay. This is interesting. So the Niners traded this money in cap space. Is there a world where they have to spend it on Sam Darnold if he plays and plays well? This 10-ish million cap space they have? Mm, not really. No. They, it, it's, the Sam Darnold thing is, with, with his incentives, right now 1.8 of the 7 million count against the cap. And then the other, I want to say 5.2 million. Mm -hmm. I'm correct. 5.2 million do not. If he were to somehow achieve those 5.2 million that would pretty much mean he started every game they made the playoffs they won the super bowl that and yada 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 that kind of thing basically it yeah basically yeah. it would <laughs> that would come out of next year's cap like if there's a movie written about him at the end of the year he'll get those five million dollars pretty much yeah. otherwise yeah yeah okay yeah okay so the Niners don't have to worry too much about him playing for a month? As long as he's not the starter, no. And not okay. worry about it. All right. Now, of course, um, we always know we have quarterback injuries, so let's hope, knock on wood, nothing bad happens. The, the, the contract they gave Sam Darnold, it is bigger than the one they gave Nate Sutfeld, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah they Significant. Gave about double the size? In terms of guarantee, oh yeah, uh, yeah. guarantee wise, it was three and a half million compared to two million. Three and a half million compared to two million, and while Jed York, generous guy that he is, did cut Nate Sudfeld and eat the uh, eat the money, or I don't know how how he wants to think about it. Three and a half million is a little bit different, and um, it seems like Sam Brown's probably going to make this team. Is that a oh, fair yeah. assumption? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fair unless assumption. they trade him or something. 
Yeah. Which there's no I market for him. No, there's no market for Sam market Darnold. For Sam Darnold. So, okay, three and a half million guaranteed for Sam Darnold as opposed to drafting Tanner McKee in round six. How do you feel about yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have the. Why is Kyle team. into Sam Darnold and his dad too? I don't get this. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I I hope. He, <laughs> I I hope to God we see a different Sam Darnold instead yeah. of I I see ghosts out there. This just feels like like a little bit of the Kyle hubris. Not even just Kyle. I feel like McVeigh did it with Bortles. He was like, "Oh, Blake's been in a bad situation in Jacksonville. I'll bring him over here, put him in a good organization." He'll no, he sucks. He sucks. And now he's gone. I'm not saying yeah. Sam Darnold sucks, but right, that's right. been his been the Sam Darnold experience. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I agree. So you have him on this one year deal where, like, best case scenario is he plays and wins you games, and then. Don't you dare give him a multi-year deal next no, year based off of no. that. I don't like no, that. No, I, I, I don't, don't like that. I, I, I don't either. Nope. It's like if you, nope. if you like that cheap quarterback room, draft another one. But I think the Niners felt they needed experience in the quarterback room. But I would yeah. counter, is Sam Donald's experience good experience? It's just the experience of messing up all the time. Yeah. yeah. Except for those seven plays a game. Seven, maybe. Yeah, seven, maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe ten. Seven, seven maybe ten, ten. Maybe. You're out of you're out yeah. in New York. You've had the Sam Darnold experience. What did the New I, York media do with that poor child from not not poor child, but that poor man from the Orange County? They killed him. They what they say about him? Bust. Bust. Leah Bust. Did they attack his like leadership qualities or, or and his West Coastness, or was it just like the stuff on the field? Stuff on the field, I think it was, was enough. Just give him enough with that. That was enough. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why the Niners would waste their time trying to turn it around, but you know what? Here's what I think. I think they put a lot of stock into Christian McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes. Yes. I think they do, and I think both of them are like, we love them. And so yeah. Kyle's like, all right, okay, if you say so. I think that's a little bit of it. Yeah, I do. I, I think Wilkes and McCaffrey had some say. Like, what are they, they gonna they, say they though? Talk. I know. I don't know. They they only they only had him for a year, and McCaffrey only was there for like six or seven weeks, six or seven games or eight games before we got him in that trade. I feel like if Kyle can win with Sam Darnold, that's a legit accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a legit something. accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. I think the goal for Darnold would be no more than three games in a row. Like you, like here's the thing, because the thing with Darnold is, as you said, the ghost. Like it's not can you trust Sam? It's can Sam trust Sam? He can't even trust himself. So why would you want him out there for more than two games? You yeah. might get lucky for two games where he's like on a yeah. heater, but you know what's gonna come in game three or four. Right. Yeah. I. I yeah. Sorry, Sam. Nothing and and yeah, not 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 nothing against Sam. I mean, yeah. I I I'm sure he's a great guy and all, but I I don't know. I don't. I Here's another guy I would compare him to: Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, yeah. top ten pick, big, kind of prototypical, strong, supposed to be super smart, uh, good teammate. Almost like with, I think Sam might accept being a long-term backup if that's his fate, kind of like Blaine Gabbert did. But just yeah. n- despite all those good qualities, 
just not a starter. No, he's not. It's not a starter. No. Anyway, Sam, prove us wrong. Dave Barclay, what's up, Grant? How much I miss? About 24 minutes. We're powering through. We've done a lot. You C-Niners have two Thursday night, uh, Thursday to Sunday games. It's true. Two yeah. Thursday games. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, they have the regular Thursday night game and they have the Thanksgiving night game. No one wants to play on Thanksgiving night. No. I have to work on Thanksgiving night. Thanks, NFL. Yeah. I'm sorry. It could be worse. Carson Wentz is a free agent. Get him, Kyle. <laughs> what happened to Carson, man? He's like one of the least popular players in the NFL, clearly. Oh, he's got no one has hurt. anything good to say about him. No, personally. no, no, not Carson, one person. Nobody has a great thing to say. Any any good thing to say about Carson? It's Nothing. all he he's he's not a good leader. He's not a good yeah. locker room influence. He yeah. doesn't even he's, he's not a good player. I, I feel like that's the difference between him and like Sam Donald. Like Sam Donald's hanging around because everyone likes him. They're like, hey, say what you want about Sam. He's a great guy. He's come with us to the game tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he tells yeah. great jokes. He's got a nice sense of humor. To, doesn't take himself too seriously. Like, great. I, he, Kyle has a real eye for backup quarterbacks. And I think Sam could be a great backup quarterback for him. But, like, yeah. what about that starter, Kyle? What about that franchise guy that you want? Yeah. Yep. Who? Even Brock, I don't even know yet. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if Kyle, he, he, we all know he has an ego. And hey, I, so did Bill Walsh. God love him. Yeah, he's entitled. God, God it's just quite him. large. Yes. And, we, it's big. I, and I, I wonder if he's thinking, if I can win with Brock Purdy, Oh my God! I can now. I'm like anybody. It's like it's like Bill Belichick and me, right? Like, oh, oh, yeah. you won with your sixth round pick. That's pretty cute. I won with the last pick in the draft. It's it's enticing. It's enticing. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, anyone who has an ego would be enticed to that. But it's like at the same time, you don't know that you can win with Brock. He wasn't super great against the Cowboys. Wasn't bad. And then no. he didn't make it through the game against the Eagles. So you might want to keep your options open. Although, not Sam. All right, last question poor, for you. Poor Sam. What should the Niners do with their remaining cap space? It's an intriguing. I mean, they could sign a guy now that the yeah. it doesn't count against the um, compensatory pick formula. They could yep. wait and trade for a guy midseason. They could roll it over. What would you think is the optimum strategy here? What I would do is I would invest that money in a Yannick and Gawkway, Justin Houston, someone okay. like that. Yeah. Because I'm a little iffy on the edge rushers we have. I like the kid out of Georgia, Robert Field Jr. And, you know, I want to like Cleveland Farrell and Austin Bryant and hope Cassara can do something with them. But let's be real. Yeah. There's a reason why Cleveland Farrell being. He's played a lot of football in the NFL, man. Yeah. Yeah. Raiders gave him a lot of looks. And then there's Drake Jackson. Yes, who I've heard has put on muscle. That's important. Has, yeah, which important. I believe I, I believe Drake is the guy that's going to – Okay. Gonna, he's going to be the guy that has to step up. Has most. to be Drake. Because no one else – I'm, I'm sorry, Cleveland Farrell, if you're watching, I apologize. It's not going to be Cleveland Farrell. 
Like what he's no, here is to set the edge and be a good run defender. And that's important Yeah. because I don't know that Drake yeah. Jackson can do that. But Drake Jackson is here to be on the field on third down and get sacks, and he needs to do that. Otherwise, oh yeah, it'll be a lot of blitzing. It's going to be a lot of blitzing on third down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree 100%. Yeah. So I guess it's like they gave him this – they, they spent a second-round pick on him. You know, yep. he's young. Instead of just bringing in Yannick Ngakwe and blowing him out of the water and say, hey, you're getting another redshirt year. Sorry, buddy. Maybe they'll bring him into camp and see what he's got. Maybe Yannick doesn't even want to go to camp. A lot of times, vets, when they hit a certain age, like, you know what? Hit me up at the end of September. I'm good yep. because training yep. camp is awful. Not awful. Yeah. It's grueling. It's grueling. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can so maybe that imagine. could happen. Yeah, yeah, give Drake a look. Give Drake a look. Probably... Some of these guys don't want to be there at the beginning of training camp anyway and see what he looks like. You'll probably have a good idea after a preseason game or two whether he's going to be a breakout player this year or not. Yep, you, you're yeah. Gonna, hopefully, hopefully we know after the first two games he's going to What be, I think is interesting is that like when you talk about a, a midseason or like a mid-training camp acquisition, I feel like there's Niner fans come down in two spots. It's either left D-end or right tackle. And right. I would say right tackle. I'm scared about Colton McKivitz. Although they've won games with him and he's played well in like yep. you know important playing left tackle too. What yeah. do you think about the right tackle situation? McKivitz, um, I'm very worried about the right side of the line. I'm it's not just him sure either. Burford too. I hope Burford I I hope I hope what happened with Burford last year was more that they just wanted to kind of like get him used to being in the NFL, you know, okay, Brunskill took a series here and then you take yeah. a series and back and forth. Like get so, your feet wet as opposed to just red Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of redshirting him and, and instead yeah. of throwing him in, into the fire. I like that. I thought that was clever. You don't see it yeah. very much. But you could do right. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what are their options on the right side of the line? If it doesn't work out, my, my problem with not drafting an offensive tackle is like, if it doesn't work out with McKivitz or he misses a couple games or Trent Williams misses a couple games, like, who's the swing tackle now? Because that was McKivitz. Right. Is it Zakel? I don't know if it's Zakel. I don't know. Maybe is it Jalen Moore? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of scary. I'm not the biggest Jalen Moore fan. He hasn't really shown much yet. But yeah, they again, always like, well, we like him at guard. Well, then play him at guard. You always play him at tackle. Yeah. Yeah. That's the know. one thing I don't get about. We like the guy we at, like guard, at guard, but we don't okay, play him there. It's like year three. You might want to see him there before it's too late. I don't know. I, I have a I, here's my question Feliciano, why yep. is he here? What is the deal there? Because his physical profile is different than what the Niners have typically had in the right side of their line. They've gone very light on the right side of their offensive line from Mike Person to now. It's which I don't I don't know. You want to be physical on offense? Like how about get someone like Sean Feliciano? Like what do you think? I think uh, what I heard from him from what his press conference was why he chose San Francisco was he wanted a, a chance to compete. Chance to play. Yeah, a chance, okay. yeah, chance, chance to yeah. play and compete. And I think, I honestly think he's the new Daniel Brunskill for this year. The guy right. that can pretty much play almost all over the yeah. offensive line. Yeah. So I liked the John Feliciano signing. 
I know he was a 16 or 17 game starter last year mm-hmm. with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So that's always a great thing having a guy that is healthy. Yeah. Dependable. Played a lot. Dependable. Know what you get. Yeah. Durable. Yeah. Versatile. Right. You know, he plays. Because you're hoping inside. Burford makes a jump, but you don't know. Yeah, and if he doesn't, know. you got Feliciano. Yeah. 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 My question is that, like, Matt Pryor? I'm not sure about Pryor. Yeah. And if it's not yeah. him, again, is it like, I asked John Lynch, because I was trying to talk myself into them thinking Zakel, like, that was their evil plan for Zakel. So before the draft, I was like, hey, John, are, are you uh, going to be, are you guys going to be looking at Zakel at, at right tackle? He was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we kind of like him. Like, he can play everywhere. Like, okay. <laughs> so who am I not thinking of? Like, what? I don't know. I to me that's a very important position and the Niners are pretty casual about it. Maybe it's Alfredo. Maybe. Hey, who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's Alfredo. Yeah. He looks better than he did in the past. I mean, he they've been it's his third year, I want to say, with the team. Yes, it's his third year as yeah, I'm, I'm that's pretty cool. Maybe he'll get in a preseason program. game this year. I'd like oh, to see him get in a preseason. I hope game. so. I think he's I hope there. so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then another it, thing I ahead. wanted to mention about Gutierrez okay. was I think having him really helped the team's fan base over in Mexico because ah. when you when, when we went to the Mex- Mexico City game when the Niners played the Cardinals and it was a home game for the Cardinals, it felt like wow. another home game for the 49ers. To be honest, I was there, and maybe it's just because the press box was open air, and usually there's like a whole thing of plexiglass. But it felt like the biggest home field advantage they've ever had. Like it was like a soccer game. Those fans in Mexico City are so much more passionate about the 49ers than the fans that show up at Levi's. I'm so sorry to the people who show up at Levi's. It's nothing against you, but like, damn, they were like, "Look, this only happens once every 15 years. We love this freaking team. We want to show it." And it was like from the minute they came on the field. It was amazing. It was great. They should do that more often. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yep. it was really cool. Very great. We talk about SoFi being Levi's South. No. No. Stadium Azteca is Levi's South. And whatever yeah. SoFi is, is sort of like in the middle. But that yep. was so much fun. Yeah, and I was Highly recommended. There. Yeah. I was at the uh, home opener in 2021. That was the game where we lost the Home Packers. opener in 2021? Yeah, when we lost Ooh. to the Packers, that was a heartbreaker. If I remember correctly, the first two games were on the road. They started yep. in Detroit, then they stayed on the East Coast, yep, and, and then they went, they to, went Philly. to Philly. Philly. And what happens is, you should have known, they always lose that game coming off that. that I, yeah. I don't think they're doing it this year, because what's the point if you're just going to give it back on the on the second, on the way home? I, don't, I just don't think it's worth it. Plus, the, yeah, the players hate it. Yeah. Plus, you're in... I'm not going to say anything bad about West Virginia. It was a very nice place, West Virginia. Great place. Charming. Yeah. Charming. Uh, my experience in West Virginia was I was staying at the the hotel, whatever it was, the courtyard. And I was like, hey, is there like a, a place to get, you know, a, a bite to eat and a drink? And they're like, oh, yeah. like at the, at the hotel next door, they got a really nice bar. Really nice bar. I'm like, oh, perfect. So I walk over and it's like, one of those scenes where like it kind of feels you walk in and there's 40 people in they all look at you and like it kind of feels like the record stops it's like 
and everyone's dressed the same and they all have the duck dynasty beard and camo on and like like oakley glasses on their head and i'm like not wearing that and they're like oh we got an out of towner i'm like should i run should i run i don't know i'll just try to act natural it's like this was really scary man i didn't it was really yeah and maybe i i didn't mean to judge them but i just to have everyone look at you and be like oh out of towner i'm like oh my god what are they gonna do am i is it cool should i leave should i leave is it good i don't know man it's scary it's scary as hell west virginia anyway that's my story jason Real quick, we have a question from Diego. He says, uh, let's say that Brock, Trey, and Darnold turn out to be extremely amazing. How should the Niners go about this? Wow, all if three. It could happen. Brock, if all three turn... Turn out to be just great. Like oh Joe, my. Steve, and, and Jeff Garcia. All in one. Yeah. What do they do? <laughs> what do they do? Okay, let's Pick see. one and trade the other two. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... Pick one. It has to be Brock or Trey. It has to be. I would think so. I, yeah. I mean, it can't. I, I just don't see it being Darnold. I just feel like if Trey ends up having a big leap this year and starts showing the promise that, you know, the, the potential that they were banking on when they traded up for him, how do they turn away from that? Even if Brock is great, like, you wanted Trey to be special. He ended up blooming a little bit later than you thought he would. Now you don't want him anymore because Brock was good too. Like I, I think Trey's got to be in the lead if he. But again, that would require one hell of a leap. We'll see. He's running out of time. Two years, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good question, Diego. Um, I'm out of questions. Is there anything else? I oh, Gammon, Gammon Brown, Wildcat formation with Sam Brock and Trey. LOL. Can Kyle get them all through? <laughs> Is there going to be? This isn't really a, a a salary cap question, but it's a rule question. Have you? Been monitoring it all that that um, rule change that the Niners want to happen, where you can get three quarterbacks active on game day. I have been monitoring it. I okay. About it actually being bad. Yeah. I think well, they're going to be doing it at the next owners meeting, which I think is in either this month or next month. Okay. So right. hopefully, that's something they really have to consider is having yeah. three quarterbacks active. Yeah, maybe that will influence what the Niners do with their quarterback room. Yeah, exactly. uh, that decision will probably come before. Anyway, is there anything else I didn't ask you that I should have or that you'd like to bring up? No. Okay. Nope. Well, again, I... if you've never met Jason before, he's on Twitter at 49ers Cap, and he constant. He's a really good follow on Twitter because he answers all your all your questions, and usually he has the he's answered your question before you've even posed it to him. So I would highly recommend you fo- uh, following him. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Grant. Appreciate it. Of course. Take care, everyone. See you tomorrow uh, with, with my pops. Noon. See ya.